episode 82 of Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellet. Today's episode welcomes softball coaches Diego Ibarra and Lindsay Mayer. The pair met while coaching softball at Hofstra University and now own Alpha's Alliance, a sports software toolkit for coaches. Mayer came into the sport as a player. She played for the Fordham University Rams and received her master's degree from Hofstra in 2019. That's where she met Ibarra. Ibarra had come up in the softball shadow of his sister and quickly realized that his path into the sport was through coaching. I just fell in love with coaching softball because uh, I realized the girls are tougher than the guys. So it's uh, that's kind of how I got into it. I kind of bit the coaching bug and, you know, I fell in love with the game and their competitiveness. And that's kind of why I'm still in it. Mayer, now the head coach for Division III's Arcadia University, found coaching because she wanted to be a positive influence for her team, a fixture she had needed during her own career. For me, I think the main reason why I wanted to get into coaching was because of my own experiences as a player. Um, and I think, unfortunately, kind of what we were talking about before is that coaches really don't have much education before they get into the coaching field. So it's just kind of, <laughs> to be honest, like them winging it. And with that comes a lot of coaches who either aren't experienced or maybe don't have great coaching styles. So for me, I wanted to get into coaching. Unfortunately, it's because of more so the bad experiences that I had. Um, obviously the good experiences, I took those positives kind of along with me, but I realized how much of an impact a coach can have on a player's life. And like I said, unfortunately, because of some of the negative experiences I had, I knew I wanted to get into coaching and I wanted to be the coach that kind of went against um, like the norm that's out there right now. Mayer is filling in the impersonal coaching styles of her past with care and compassion for all the young women on her team now. During her time of need, there were never coaches or staff who she felt she could talk to. Now, she's taken it upon herself to staff her team with individuals who bolster the holistic athlete. The biggest thing is making sure that your players know that you care about them as a person, not just as a player. Um, and mental health kind of gets gets tied into that just by, you know, having weekly check-ins, letting them know that you're there for them if like if they need to talk about whatever it might be. Because a lot of times, I mean, in college, you're there with them more than, let's say, their parents and maybe their family is. So you want to make sure that they know, you know, you're always there for them, whether it's about school, outside life, Um drama hopefully not too much on the team but just whatever might be you know bothering them they know that you know you have an open door and you'll sit and talk with them and if you can't help them with whatever problems they're having you can help provide them with the resources that either your campus provides or just somebody else that they can talk to um and i think just the fact that as a player if you know that your coach actually cares about you and it's more than just a relationship on the field they're going to play a lot harder for you. And I know it's not obviously only about playing, um, but I think you just kind of respect your coach a little bit more. Um, and it just kind of, you have a better relationship with them if you know that, hey, this person actually cares about me. They want me to be successful, not just in softball, but life after softball. And they actually care about my overall well-being and want me to be healthy and make sure that I'm going to have a successful life. Caring about the student outside of the athlete is critical, and it's a pedestal that both Mayer and Ibarra prioritize. Ibarra said that he finds the most relatability with his athletes when they lean into the safe space mentality 
this program provides. Establishing some sort of relatability that no one is perfect and just giving them the sense that it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to make mistakes. Like college should be a, a, a time in someone's life where they are able to feel a safety net. But usually they don't, especially as athletes. You know, they feel the pressures from athletics, from their coaches, from their parents to almost like pay their dues because of the support prior. And that is very unhealthy. You know, um, it, it's just one of the things that I truly just don't believe it should be that way. Um, also, um, being able to establish like meaningful conversations, you can't force them. Mayor agreed, saying that when she speaks with her group of student athletes, they voice being stressed out and vulnerable. They never approached the topics with previous coaches who didn't prioritize mental health and are unsure how to open the floodgates now. They feel stressed out because coaches really don't get the training that they need in terms of having those conversations. And yes, we, we can have those conversations, but making sure, you know, we feel comfortable enough to say the right thing and make sure that we are doing the right things and providing them with the right resources. So um, I definitely think it's difficult. I think each coach kind of, unfortunately, just like figures it out. Um, maybe by doing the right things, maybe by doing the wrong things. But I definitely do think that it is difficult for a coach. Um, at least today, I think there definitely should be a little bit more training in terms of how to have legitimate conversations with athletes, because I know even if schools provide the training just to say that they've provided it, a lot of times it's like modules online where you're not having an actual conversation and figuring out, okay, how can I talk through a legitimate situation with a player on my own team if they're freaking out? How can I also like be there for them, be a calm voice and like help them get through a situation? So I think it's an it's obviously an interesting topic. And right now with how serious mental health is, um, every college and university is kind of figuring it out. I know the NCAA is trying to figure it out, um, but I definitely think it would be beneficial to have more of like training sessions, I guess, where you have actual I don't want to say like real life conversations, but like things that will actually help you for a potential situation in the future. Is something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human in this world going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a positive way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. This is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. If this sounds like something that could help you, there's a link in the show notes to get you started on your therapy journey. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Because finding a therapist is a little like dating. If you don't really fit with a therapist matched with you, it's easy and free to switch therapists without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. Click the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. That's betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. 
Did you know that you can purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore? With Libro FM, you can pick from more than 325,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from real booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a different story, one that supports your local community. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to squeeze more reading into your busy life. Listen with the free Libro FM app while you do chores, walk the dog, or relax at home. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations from the people who know best, booksellers. Closer Mentality has partnered with Libro FM on a special offer. Through the link in the show notes, you can get two audiobooks on Libro FM for the price of one with your first month of membership. Thanks to Libro FM for sponsoring this podcast. Are you an athlete rehabbing from an injury? Are you a coach or athletic trainer seeking additional support for your injured athlete toolkits? KT Tape has exactly what you need. KT Tape is a rehabilitation tape that helps stabilize and compress sensitive areas of the body during exercise. Apply KT Tape to an area either in pain or in recovery and feel the difference. KT Tape is comfortable, stable, and long-wearing. There's tape for all modes of action, from gentle, which is safe for easy activity and everyday use, to pro-extreme, for athletes in moderate to high-impact exercise. KT Tape makes water-resistant tape as well, for more adaptable rehabilitation implementation. KT Tape caters to lifelong athletes and focuses on reducing muscle soreness for all users when worn during exercise and up to 48 hours post. If you feel like you or your athletic department could use KT Tape, go to the link in the show notes. The links to BetterHelp.com, FM, and KT Tape are all down in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. Ibarra added that if coaches begin to put less weight at the highs and lows of the sport and stay more centralized in their messaging, athletes may feel more open to speaking up. We tend to glamorize the peaks of journeys success, high success, but we don't tend to really glamorize the navigation of the ups and the downs where success is not linear. You know, it's, it's peaks and valleys. And if more, if we were trained at a younger age to just be a little more present and understand that every dip is part of building a stronger foundation, then, you know, I think that we would be more of uh, like a communal environment, you know, and have these, yeah, I think the invisible forces of support would be felt at a higher level where right now it seems to me like, you know, even our generation of coaches and older generations, you know, it, we're, we're all come from a different time, you know, and it's like the no, no pain, no gain, you know, the, the hustle mentality, the grind, and that is actually not healthy, you know, social media, is influencing how people see gratification. You know, like we are all like prone to instant gratification now. Someone can say they're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> you know, you definitely smile when you get that double tap and the likes and all. Like that is, like, that is why social media companies now, pretty much around the world, is because they were able to hack the behavioral components of how humans, you know, think. And I think that has a lot to do with it. We can't change that, so we have to adapt, you know? And um, I think that's where it kind of starts with awareness, but you can't control the awareness of a full team if you can't control your own self. 
Um, so I think it is about just being more present um, and hopefully you can inspire one person or if that one person can inspire you, it starts to grow and that good energy starts to grow. Um, but, um, you know, that's that's kind of how I think that things will get certainly better over time because it's not going to change. It just has to evolve. Mayer said that adjusting to meet the needs of the players is the newest, more supportive style of coaching that she's seen with the younger generation. Successful coaches no longer preach one specific way to reach success. Instead, they tailor their teachings to the individual athlete. Mayer added that paying attention to the love languages of the players matters in order to get through to them. One coaching style works for all of your players. That's not necessarily true. You have to adjust and be willing to adjust depending on how your player maybe takes feedback or reacts to situations. So I think kind of looking at it from the scope of love languages, like, okay, do meaningful conversations mean more to them than receiving praise at practice? So kind of looking into how each player responds and reacts, and that might go a long way. Because as a coach, I might think everybody responds great to being praised at practice, but that ties into kind of like the mental health. If they feel like I'm not doing, or if I'm not praising them and acknowledging them through what I'm thinking I'm doing, that's where it kind of clatters and like clashes. So um, I think it's just, again, realizing every student athlete is different and not one thing is gonna work for everybody. Learning the language that the team requires has a significant amount to do with the camaraderie off the court or field. Players who like each other and who feel confident in each other will naturally play better together. I think that it definitely starts off the field. Um, and I honestly think a lot of times teams don't really focus too much on the team building aspect of it. Um, but to me, if you don't have a good kind of, I guess, I don't want to say team culture, but if you don't have a good atmosphere and, you know, trust and respect amongst your teammates, there's no way that it's just going to randomly be brought onto the field. And a lot of times I think coaches think that it's just naturally going to happen. Um, I think with some players, yes, that could happen, maybe just depending on the type of person that they are. Um, but, you know, if they're more quiet, more shy, maybe that's not the case. So for me, I feel like I've, I've been involved as a player and as a coach on teams where they don't focus too much on the team building aspect of it. They just naturally like expect it to happen. They're your teammates. You're going to be around them all the time. Um, and then I've also been in situations where I don't want to say we force team building um, and team bonding, but we just provided, I guess, situations and different experiences for the team to kind of interact. And I think the biggest thing is just giving them an opportunity to have conversations and build their relationships and trust amongst their teammates um, outside of, you know, the sport that they're playing so that it can then just when it's on the field, it's something that happens naturally because it's something that definitely can't be forced. Forcing team camaraderie also leads to self-limitation. Players can begin to question their roles in the team structure and confrontation can occur. Mayer's coaching philosophy dictates that conflict resolution be addressed in detail so as to dissuade individual breaks in the positive culture. Her team is taken to a certain upfront conversation style when conflict arises. So I think the biggest thing, especially with females, um, I think it's the best way to address confrontation is before confrontation actually happens. So having the conversation about confrontation and saying, we know for a fact, like, so with my team, we have 25 student athletes. So we have 25 females on top of me and our assistant. So that's 27 females all interacting on an everyday basis. So I think just 
letting the team know like, hey, yes, conflict is going to happen, whether it's with a, another player or with me as a coach. Um, and I thinking, I think the biggest thing that my team likes to do is just address the conflict like head on. So I know something that they like to do is if something has happened or if there's something that's like awkward, they sit down in the in the locker room together and they're like, hey, if it's between two people, three people, however many, you guys need to figure it out or else we're not leaving the locker room. So they're kind of providing the space for each other to do that, which to me, I feel like is kind of a thing maybe like that males would do where they just like kind of uh, talk about it right away, which definitely females don't do, but they're doing it in their own unique way of, okay, we're all together in a space. Everybody's hearing everything. Everything's coming out into the open and they're going to talk about it. Um, so I know like as a team, they like to do that. Um, and then for me as a coach, I know I've talked to them like, if something I'm either saying isn't coming across the right way or you don't understand or they're upset maybe about playing time, whatever it might be, like I said before, um, through those relationships that I should have already built at that point in time, uh, my door is always open. Come and talk to me and I will have an honest conversation with you about either what I'm saying or like I said, if you're not playing or if you don't understand something in the moment, explaining it in every way possible to try to get you to understand it. Um, but I don't think... I don't think with females uh, or with female sport, there really is maybe a healthy way to have conflict. Um, but I think kind of just addressing it and, you know, let's squash this be before it turns into something bigger. Um, because if it does turn into something bigger, it's going to get in the way of our end goal, which should ultimately be winning. One of the most delicate situations that Mayer responds to in her current role is that of naming captains. She's seen both positives and negatives from coach appointed captains and opts to put together a four-person team that more accurately paints a picture of the team's persona. So I've actually had a lot of conversations with different coaches about having captains. Um, I Again, I have been on teams where we do have captains and teams where we don't have captains. Uh, personally, I think that when you deem people as a captain, um, in every situation that I have seen, a lot of times people kind of go on a power trip. Um, and I think that's just more so, maybe they don't necessarily know how to handle the term being a captain. Um, I've had the conversation with my team this year of, if you need that title to be a captain, in my eyes, you're not a true leader. I feel like somebody who just naturally will step up and be there for the team and do things when they're asked of them. Um, to me, that's a leader. You don't need to be vocal. Sometimes you can be silent and just lead by example. So for me, I feel like if you need that term captain, in my eyes, you're not really a true leader. So what I like to do is kind of like a leadership council where you have somebody from each class um, and not that's not necessarily deeming like those people that are on that council um, as the captains are gonna be necessarily the leaders at practice. It's more so just like an inner circle for me so that I have one person from each class that I, can, I know I can talk to and see, hey, is there anything going on with like the freshman class? Is there anything that I need to know about um, whatever class it might be? Um, but for me, I like it that way just because I'm hearing from all the different voices. Um, because again, even if 25 girls, let's say, say that they're best friends, you know, for a fact that, you know, some people are def definitely closer. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to hear from different classes and then also gives me an opportunity to kind of do it almost, I guess, as like, a, I don't want to say a teaching moment, but help you know, let's say the underclassmen learn maybe from the upperclassmen about different things that are going on in their lives that they haven't even thought about yet. Or like, okay, this is a really stupid complaint or whatever's going on versus what the seniors are bringing to the table. So it helps them learn and kind of, I think, helps them 
figure out, okay, is this actually important or is this something stupid that I'm a freshman worrying about? Um, but I think it just also helps them kind of grow and give them an opportunity to talk and learn from their other teammates as well. In as subjective a pathway as coaching has become, Ibarra and Mayer have created a one-stop shop for coaches to work through breakdowns, both on their rosters and administratively. The pair found that through speaking with a variety of coaches, behaviors were vastly different. No two coaches had the same coaching mentality, and it was leading to disconnect with the athletes. Ibarra and Mayer set out to provide these coaches with a toolkit for success. Our company is called Alpha's Alliance, so our plan with this is to really kind of connect coaches um, and to provide a place for coaches to kind of what we call like a little virtual assistant. So we're in the process of building a full toolkit for them, but um, this kind of ties into everything that we've been talking about. A lot of what people don't realize as a coach, you have so many administrative tasks that you have to do. It's not just about coaching. So on top of all that relationship building we were talking about and being at the field and practicing and being successful, you have all the things in the office that you actually have to do. Um, so for us, it was for both of us, it was super important to kind of think of a way of how can we help make a coach's life easier? Um, so like I said, we are trying to build this overall toolkit, which is essentially like a virtual assistant. And with this app, we're trying to help coaches, not just softball or baseball, um, coaches from every sport, make it easier for them when they're out recruiting. Right now, um, a lot of the recruiting work is entering, manually entering um, recruits information into a database. So for us, this app is to try to get it so um, you can simply scan and an athlete's email, they will get alerted that they are being recognized by a college coach and they just kind of fill in the, their information for you so that it can get stored in one overall database. But our goal for everything that we kind of put out there is to help coaches. Um, again, regardless of sport, we just want to try to help them make their lives a little bit easier so that they can actually pay attention to like we were talking about the relationship building and maybe the things that will actually help make their program more successful versus having to be sitting at a computer <laughs> manually typing in information endlessly. It's going to be available on the app store and it uses, um, you know, machine learning and AI to just systematize the entire process and something that would take a week to do in the office will now be done in a matter of seconds, like literally oh, seconds. Fully seconds, yes, yeah, like 30 so seconds max. <laughs> So uh, we came up with the idea, uh, I guess, last year, and because we needed it for ourselves, you know. Every uh, every tool that we have come up with, it's because we realized we needed it. <laughs> we're like, if oh, we good. need it, we're not the only people who need it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, and we're excited about it. There's no other product like it on the market. Um, and we are super excited to unveil it. We've already unveiled it to our, some of our colleagues. And so far, there has not been one coach that hasn't been like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. And that tend to be the invoice. <laughs> before <yeah. laughs> it's available. I mean, that just validates what we already know and have been working very hard at creating. There's a link to download Alpha's Alliance in the show notes. Thanks to Diego and Lindsay for sharing their coaching stories with episode 82 of Closer Mentality. You can catch up with additional Closer Mentality content on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Closer Mental. As always, I'm your host, Julia Mellet. Thanks for listening. I have more amazing stories to share with you. See you next week. Mm -hmm.